this episode is sponsored by audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to thank audible.com you. for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy before we begin the story that inspired the entity we would like to put a formal trigger warning on this episode that the entity in the story that inspired the entity is very sensitive and does talk about rape and sexual assault in detail so if that is something that is triggering to you please skip this episode In 1974, a single mother of four contacted a parapsychologist reporting she had been repeatedly raped by three spirits in her home. She claimed two of them held her down while the other assaulted her. In addition to repeated sexual assault, she claimed things were thrown at her and her children and even witnessed her being attacked and felt themselves being slapped and held back as their mother was being attacked. When she contacted these investigators, they came into her home and witnessed the following. A kitchen cupboard slammed open and a skillet flew out of the cupboard as if thrown. They witnessed bright greenish-yellow balls of light, they called corpopular balls of light, flying around the bedroom. A few times, they were able to photograph the orbs, although many attempts at photography were unsuccessful. They photographed this woman, her name is Doris Bither, sitting on the bed with a light arc formed directly over her head. At one point, the lights in the bedroom came together and formed the upper torso of a man appearing near Doris and moving as a human would move. At the time, there were about two dozen people in the room, all who witnessed the same thing. The research team brought in Geiger counters to measure radiation. When no activity was happening, the counters showed normal levels of background radiation. When the activity was occurring, there wasn't even any measurable background radiation that registered. The doctor observed that Doris was a heavy drinker. However, when she stopped drinking, the phenomena also stopped. They noticed the activity was always at its most intense when Doris was in the house. So this experience, there's a whole lot going into this, but this inspired the film that we are going to be discussing today. For episode 89, we are going to be discussing the 1982 film, The Entity. Mm -hmm. And this is not a film that I had heard of before you had introduced me to this, before we even started this podcast. We watched this mm-hmm. together. It has a 64% critic consensus and a 61% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's not a film that I had heard of. And as I have talked about it to a few friends, it doesn't seem to be super well known amongst my horror friends. So I'm just going to assume not super well known among casual horror fans maybe more like into like hardcore horror fans but it's not really one that's talked about much when you talk about 80s horror right definitely well i was introduced to this from my mom 1982 i think she graduated in 83 so she was in high school at the time that this movie even came out but 
she's the one who actually introduced it to me. I think it was a like a made for TV movie at some point. I know it did make it to theaters, and I think she just kind of grew up on that part of it. It's a pretty intense movie for. I think you watched it pretty young, didn't I you? Did. Yeah, that is so interesting to me because this is pretty it's not graphic isn't bloody it's graphic is in sexual in nature obviously i had to put a trigger warning in the beginning of this episode like i had to say that before i talked about it because it's all about this entity raping yeah. or multiple entities raping a woman repeatedly yeah. i don't so, know how old i was when i first saw this i don't remember but it definitely stuck that's why i was like have you ever heard of this you should watch it <laughs> no i had not <laughs> And it's like one of those things where you watch it and it's not that bad. And then you sit there and you think about it and you're like, it, it's kind of bad. Damn, <laughs> yeah. It's bad. I'm not going to say it's not bad, but it's like, you know, it's eighties. And so it's not something that you watch modern day that you're like super upset by because it's not like the scenes she's being held down obviously, but it's not like a modern day, like, you know, I spit on your grave from 2010 kind of graphic rape scene, yeah. you know. But then when you think about what's happening and how scary that would be, you're like, God fucking damn, mm -hmm. dude. Now, when I was reading about Miss Doris, she, this started in the 70s and she claimed throughout the 90s, she died, I think, in 94, 95 of respiratory arrest. Mm -hmm. She claimed that the attacks continued throughout her life, that they just kind of slowed down in frequency and in intensity but that they happened i left out a lot of the parts where it was like she and it goes it talks about this in the film too that she had a horrible upbringing and she had a lot of substance abuse problems and alcoholism and a lot of people questioned her and now it does talk about this in the film which we'll get into and that even these paranormal investigators that have written an entire book on this which this film is based on it is called the entity as well it, even they were like, mm, but they also captured some things and there are some images of some of the things they captured online that you can find as well. Mm -hmm. So take that as you will, you know. It's not like we don't know that there are stories of spirits or poltergeists or demons assaulting people in physical ways, like slapping them or pushing them and, you know, why couldn't this happen? This movie starts very quickly. Yeah, it does kind of introduces the character it's this woman and she's going to school and she's a single mom she has a boyfriend but she she is single because he's gone a lot and she just gets home one night and she immediately gets assaulted and raped and you're like oh oh mm -hmm. oh okay so i gotta give a shout out to a 16 year old son named billy here he is really taking on the role of a parent like this entire movie and i know that doesn't really have much to do with the plot line but like shout out to billy because she's got two little girls in this movie as well but she's like got a lot going on you know but <laughs> like i got this it's all right yeah you just deal with being raped by spirits and i will <laughs> take care of this i got this you know mm -hmm. so she gets raped and assaulted by the spirit and these poor kids like and obviously poor her like i'm never gonna demean that but like secondary to poor her these poor children she's just like screaming obviously because you know what's happening and they're just also like what the fuck you know is going on well, and they're watching it god damn yeah and they go to a friend's house in the middle of the night and can you imagine like you have to go to a friend's house and you're like so listen like i know 
we have a very not i'm not not a weird friendship but like one of those friendships where like most people are like i'm not gonna say normal people because normal is relative but like if i went to your house and i was like kristen i was raped by a demon or something you'd be like oh fucking bet like okay let's like, figure yeah. this shit out yeah exactly and like a lot of people especially because it's not like she believed and she was like into the paranormal before this you know yeah this just randomly happened to her like if it happened to one of us right now we could probably assume like something we did like awakened or something you know right not intentionally but we talk about a lot of ooky shit so <laughs> that shocking that something latched on or something but this poor woman didn't do anything and so right. she's just like oh um i got attacked by something i couldn't see and now we need to sleep in your house with all my kids and her friend her friend is like she's a real one though she's never one to like discount her friend's pain Mm -hmm. there for her the whole throughout this entire film she's like i don't know what you're going through but i want to help you you know right, exactly which is really sweet i love their dynamic the whole time her husband's an asshole <laughs> yeah but she's always like oh shut up like let me oh just ignore friend. him yeah he's just an asshole whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> solid friend it's a, it's not limited to just her and i talked about that when we talked about the actual haunting i know that was very brief but it's not limited to just her because even when it gets back to, she goes back to her house the next day and it gets into her car and it almost kills her and there's a bath scene later on when she comes back that night so and i'll get there in a minute but it almost kills her by pressing down the gas so she's just trying to go about her life she's like oh that was weird like that mm -hmm. one thing that happened that that last night but <laughs> keeps her composure pretty well like if i was raped by a spirit i couldn't see she's just like all right i'm gonna try to go to work mm -mm. yeah like i don't know what i would do but well, i mean as a single mother you kind of don't have a choice that's true but like i don't know i'd probably have to be like i guess who do you call you know right know. especially in the 80s like what are your options i know that there are paranormal investigators, obviously, but do you, do you even believe this happened to you? I mean, were the Ghostbusters around at this time? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that came out in like 19... I don't know what year that came out. 80s sometime. I know it was the, was it 19... This was 82. This was early 80s. And in the real story, it was the 70s. 74. Yeah, 74. Yeah. So, I don't... Like... Hmm. Because I would just, you know, you have to also have the conversation with yourself, like, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. Did that actually happen to me? Like, you would obviously feel things, but then afterwards, your brain is trying to rationalize what happened, and then those thoughts come in, like, did I actually experience that? Because in the moment, obviously, but... Right, exactly. Man. But then... 1984, you... Ghostbusters wasn't around yet. Oh, see? A lot of things weren't around. This actually, for being kind of a film that no one really talks about, it did a lot of things before a lot of our big movies. Like, this came out the same year Poltergeist came out. Yep. And it did a lot of similar, like, I know there wasn't rape in Poltergeist, but a lot of the effects were similar. Yep. You know, so. And a it lot just, of that 80s bright blue lightning. That, yeah, I even have the 80s blue lightning. And a lot of the music and things like that, you know are similar mm -hmm. to like you can see a lot of like nightmare, nightmare on elm street kind of vibes and poltergeist vibes and things like that so it's just interesting that this doesn't get talked about and i'm sure it doesn't get talked about because like 
it's a very touchy, sensitive thing, just rape yeah. in general. So, well, I'm, also, a lot of people don't put this in horror for some reason. That's true. I'm not I sure. I don't understand why, but like, exactly. Where else would you put it? I don't know. Family drama? I don't know. <laughs> it is a spirit, and it, I, I don't know where mm-hmm. you would put it. So, it almost kills her. I, I don't think it was trying to kill her, though. I think it was trying to make a point, obviously. And yeah, look, I have total control all the time. Yeah, it's not like you can't, you can't just go talk to people without me being there. Which yeah. is something that, like, she tries to do. And I'm like, but it was in your, your car, so you know you can't just, like, have conversations with people about it and not hear you. But we seem to forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know. So she goes to a psychiatrist and this psychiatrist, like I know what his character's there for throughout this as it develops, but he gets like real into her, but like inappropriately into her in my opinion. Yeah, so creepy. Yeah. Like just because he's young and attractive, you as the viewer are like, oh my God, like, yes, care about her and be there for her. But then if he was like older, you'd be like, no, that's like creepy and unprofessional, you know? No, he's an ass to her, like every time that they speak basically mm-hmm. and he's really creepy and yep. he's so freudian about stuff it's it's all sexual all her problems yep and like you could assume like you know as a viewer you'd be like well yeah because she's being raped and she had all these issues but no especially because he's being like the way that he looks at her and cares about her is sexual in nature uh-huh <laughs> and you're like this somebody but he just remains creepy the whole time. Like he even yeah. at first you kind of like him because he's like, oh sure, let's. She's like, let's make a deal. Like what if this is real? Like I'll do it your way and I'll try it. Like maybe it's in my head, but then and you have to agree that maybe it's real too, and it might not all be in my head. And he's like, yeah, sure. He fucking lied. He never yeah, sure, 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 sure. entertaining her for even a fucking second. Like no, no. But then there's a there's a bathtub scene, and worst. Yeah, like, I don't think that I would, like, like, I know you have to get naked at some point in your life to, like, change yeah. clothes and shower, but I think it'd be, like, the fastest shower change situation of my life. Fucking you know? agree. I, like, she you, wants to run the bath and be all comfy. No. Exactly. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna race you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't think I'd be able to, like, lay there naked knowing that, like, even if I wasn't sure it actually happened, just the trauma that it might have happened or that I felt like it was real. Like, yeah. even if I was questioning my sanity, like it felt like in the moment it was real. And so just the possibility of the fact that it might be real. Yeah. Or the fact that it, maybe he doesn't do anything at this instant, but maybe he's just watching you. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to just lay there naked for you to feast your eyes on your victim. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, I also get it because what's more and even the psychiatrist after this incident is like you should go draw yourself a relaxing bath like yeah sorry that's later but it's just like <laughs> because in this scene she's just chilling in the bathtub trying to relax and I get that that can be relaxing but like maybe not if there's a predator just chilling it's like the invisible man you know like this is yeah. exactly like the invisible man except it's not a, a dude you know like it's terrifying and she does get like this is the instance where she feels like she is being held down by two smaller entities and then raped by 
a bigger one, it's bad. Yeah. And it doesn't, like I said, it's not super graphic because one, you can't, I mean, it is, but you can't see the assailant, you know, so at least. Yeah, so it takes some of it away. But you just kind of see the movement of, you know, what it looks like when somebody's thrusting, right? Yeah. You see that. And of course she's screaming and in distress and like just the raw like emotion of assault is she's good at acting this out she's a great actress and she's getting thrown around so you have that aspect too and before this even just the fear leading up to it like there's the doors slam like the bathroom doors are closing and stuff it's not like well all of a sudden yeah but they scare her first so she knows it's gonna happen like that's terrifying too you can't you can kind of brace for it but how do you brace for something you can't see and even if you could like there's just no preparing for that so she goes to the back to the psychiatrist and she's got physical bruises she's got bruises on her shoulders chest inner thighs and ankles and you can kind of see like the finger marks and everything and this is when she says she feels like there's more than one and the psychiatrist believes that she's delusional and she's still kind of like i mean maybe but like i don't think so but she's still not really fighting him with this delusions theory and so he's like this is when he's like i'm gonna give you some tranquilizers and you should go home and take a hot hell fucking no hell fucking no yeah and first of all she just got assaulted in the bath how are you gonna tell her to go take a hot bath you're the worst psychiatrist ever yeah He's fucking terrible. And like I get the tranquilizer saying, like, you really need to get some rest because like she's probably not sleeping because she thinks she's gonna be assaulted, but I'm not about to put myself to sleep for somebody to just have their way with me when I don't know it. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And the doctor takes her home this night and like immediately starts therapizing her in her house. And a couple things came to my mind. One super unprofessional you're not in a clinical setting you're not billing her insurance you're not getting paid so you're only doing this for like personal reasons yeah i don't know how billing worked in the 80s but i'm sure you probably only got paid if you were like in an office and billing it or if you were doing a house call it was a professional one you're interested in her that's why you're doing this creepy too because and honestly if you were like truly like in a medical setting i could see you know a psychiatrist believing that this woman was delusional i'm like okay that honestly is fair like okay i get it like you think she's crazy because these are some crazy claims that she's coming up with okay understood but the fact that you think she's batshit crazy but still want to like be with her is like there's so much wrong there's so much crazy sex there. is the best amanda like apparently i know she's hot but god damn dude she's like if i can get her to think that these like the fake sex is fake i can have real sex which is the best Ew. kind of sex <laughs> mm. no more mr hand i get to Miss- do it with a real woman He's a doctor. He ain't have no problems, but he seems to be limiting to himself to his patient base, and I'm sure she's the hottest. (laughs) Exactly. That's a good point. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to put her in a straight jacket. And she already likes sex because she's got, like, all these daddy issues with him touching her inappropriately, which is what he unpacks here. He was raised in a very religious household when they demonized sex, so she already has sex issues, and she had a kid when she was 16, and then two more with an older dude, so he's like, oh, yeah, daddy issues plus sex issues i'm in 
which right exactly not like part of his character arc but you can just like assume you know i assumed anyways we find out she had a really shitty life and so we're like oh she is fucked up like maybe this is all like kind of fake so as soon as the doctor leaves there is an attack but this time she's like straight up assaulted in front of all her kids and billy her oldest is like thrown across the room and breaks his wrist and then we get our first appearance of the blue 80s poltergeist lightning yeah yeah so now we have a witness like they witnessed but you know you could be like i don't know what's going on here and shit was weird but he actually gets like the physical part of it like he breaks his wrist because he was attacked so at least now we have witnesses and then the next scene is this council of doctors diagnosing her and they believe after a lifetime of unstable relationships she finally has like a stable businessman boyfriend and they believe that after like a lifetime of unstable relationships when she's finally faced with the real thing it's caused like a total breakdown like she can't handle it and then you know our doctor whatever his name is it's something like it's like a last name but then they added another last name to it and i can't remember it (laughs) but it's not even that stable of a relationship like he's a salesman who's out of town all the time which she gets like how is it any different yeah like she's just a single mom all the time yeah yeah who's like i get frustrated with that and real needy yeah, I so I get super frustrated. Yeah, you're finally in this long-term amazing relationship, but you're not. So don't talk about shit you don't know. And he's quite a bit older than her, too. Mm-hmm. So she's still kind of, like, going after, like, the older, like, you know. Right. The, the person she had her two girls with was, like, an older, like, daddy kind of yeah. guy. So, or he looked older to me than her. But, so... Also, this guy's like, I disagree with you all. I disagree with you all. I disagree with you all. And they're all like, calm down, bro. (laughs) And nobody's like, are you sure you don't need to be removed from this case? But whatever. And then my notes here said, this is the sleepy booby scene. I remembered this scene from the first time we watched this a couple years ago. Because this is when they start doing a lot of these effects where, like, she's... Another thing, too, and I'm not, like, judging her because she's a victim and like but she's sleeping naked and like she clearly believes she's being assaulted at this point this is not something and you know i would never blame like a victim for like you deserve it because you were wearing but they she believes that they are in her bedroom all the time my ass would go and buy a fucking chastity belt you know agreed like especially like if you think that there is something you cannot see in your room that will rape you at any given moment i would make that as difficult as humanly possible it's not like she's walking on the street and like you know you could walk on the street naked and and not deserve rape that's not what i'm that is not at all what i'm saying i'm just saying like it's in your home 24 7 and that's literally its only purpose is to rape you like i would literally go buy lock chain underwear and like make that as difficult as possible like i don't know i like a poltergeist i'm sure could figure that out but like at least it would make it a little bit more difficult but she's or maybe it disrobed her well i don't know all all it shows you is that she's sleeping naked so it didn't show you anything before that so maybe she was clothed i don't know but whatever yeah it's a 
fake torso that they have laying on top of her and then they have like some of her hair draped in front of it which is that's a pretty cool effect because it looks real real yeah i'm assuming it was like some sort of like mechanics where they had it like caving in on itself kind of but yeah. they make it look like somebody's like groping a boob but you just can't see the fingers yeah. and whatever else he was doing to her made her orgasm in her sleep which is it's one of those things where like it's this is really like it, like in court cases it's like well it wasn't rape because she orgasmed or he got hard or whatever and she feels so ashamed about it because she wakes up and like destroys her room and screams at it to get out well yeah it makes it 20,000 times worse yeah that that this wasn't something against her i mean it's still against her will but she actually liked it at the end it makes you feel terrible about yourself well, yeah because you can be in a dream and like have a sexual dream and wake up and be like oh shit <laughs> you know and yeah she had no idea that she wasn't dreaming like she was dreaming but things were physically happening to her that she, she couldn't control you know right so she goes back to the psychiatrist and he th gets really unprofessionally pushy and he wants to commit her, which you can make a suggestion to commit somebody. And he was like, well, you tried to commit suicide by crashing your car. Okay, first of all, if you thought that she tried to commit suicide by crashing her car, you should have committed her when you thought that she was trying to commit suicide by crashing her car the first time because then just letting a suicidal person go, go at that point that you thought she was trying to commit suicide is extremely unethical. Yeah, but he didn't give a shit because he flat out said he was just working the rounds that day that she came in. He doesn't fucking care. He's a fucking douchebag. And they're like, oh, he's Prince Charming. No, he fucking isn't. But she refuses to go and says she'll just cooperate with it now. So she's like, whatever, I'm just going to let it do what its thing because I don't want it to hurt my children. You know, she's, it's already broken one of her kids' wrists, so it clearly doesn't give a fuck about them. It just wants whatever it wants with her. So she's like, I'm just going to let go home and let it do what it's, do what it wants because you're not helping me. I don't know what else to do. So I guess I'm just going to get raped all the time. So yeah. that's that. And he gets unprofessionally passionate about convincing her that her spirit is a symbol of trauma. And she's like, he's like, look at all these people that believed in ghosts and they were just crazy and da da da. And like, just starts like yelling at her. Like, calm down. I would report the fuck out of him. Not that it, she's just like, well, he's the doctor. You know, I don't, I can't really do anything about it, but he is so unethical. Yeah, but not that it mattered in 1982. Yeah, I know. And, and also, like, at the end, it's like, oh my god, he he cares so much about her. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I know not, nobody's yeah. arguing with me about it, but, like... <sighs> I agree. It pisses me off that they set him up to be this white knight, and he's fucking not. Yeah. If he was, he would have... Like, later they come in and, like, set up a paranormal, uh, paranormal investigation, and they do all these things that she truly believes. He would have been like, okay... We tried it my way, and I will stay for this paranormal investigation. And he would have seen all of these things, but he's like, this is fucking bullshit. And he doesn't say that, but then he just, like, storms out after trying to convince her that it's stupid. Like, he would have been like, okay, let's try it, you know? Yeah. If he was truly the man that he that they tried to, like, set up his character to be. Yeah, or the doctor that they tried to set up his character to be. Like, even look at the exorcist. They know this little girl is freaking out about something, and they're like, hey, are you Catholic? Are you any of these religions? Try an exorcism. I don't believe in it, but, you know, it might mentally help her. Then maybe this will mentally fucking help her. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, if she truly believes and you can't help her and you're getting nowhere, you know, a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists are like, okay, well... 
you know, if you truly believe this will help you, at least let me be there for you during this or whatever, you know, the case may be at least on the movie side. Right. So after this, she goes back to her friend's house and her friend is leaving and she's like, just stay here. Please stay here. We'll not be gone that long. It'll be really quick. And she's like, okay, I'll stay and I'll wait for you. And then like before her friend even fucking leaves the driveway, this spirit blows out all of the windows in the house throws over all the furniture just ransacks this house and her friend comes in and is like i saw it i'm so sorry i didn't believe you i saw it and she's just crying and she's saying you saw it you saw it over and over and like this weight is just lifted off her shoulder her friend finally sees this and somebody has seen that it is not just in her head like can you imagine what that means like so she's just sobbing i mean i can't imagine like you know i know that you would believe me but then even having you believe me and then finally see it would be a completely different feeling no on both ends as the friend who hasn't seen it who has just heard from her actually seeing it changes a fucking lot so her friend immediately springs into action and they're like okay we got to go to a bookstore the next day they're in a bookstore in the paranormal section and they're like all right let's get some books and they meet these paranormal investigators which is a nice little convenient plant you know but i guess that would make sense i guess they're in the paranormal section of the bookstore by the university there would be paranormal investigators so i'll I'll give them that you know they come over and they do like a quick investigation kind of like the pre-investigation before they really get the pro in And they're laying in her bedroom one night and she sees all this like a blue lightning from the ceiling. And for whatever reason, maybe it's because they're there. Maybe I missed the reason. But she thinks it's weak and she starts taunting it. And my first thought was like, "Mm, girl, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think she's very wrong. I think she thinks that because the investigators are there, this is over. No, no. Like, it's smart and it's very deliberate. So like... Mm -hmm. If it doesn't want to show off the fact that it can assault you and throw you around the room, it's not just going to do that whenever. Right. You brought things over to get rid of it. So obviously it's not just going to be like, watch this. <laughs> right. So she starts screaming at it and stuff. And I was like, oh, that looks like a bad idea, sis. <laughs> so they go back to the university and then they get the whole damn department over to do this big old operation. And the psychiatrist is big mad. He's like, this is a bad idea. You're stupid. He doesn't say that, but he basically does. He's like, you're just crazy. You're just crazy. Like, if you just let me convince you that you're just crazy, you'd be fine. (laughs) She's like, you need to leave. Which, fair, (laughs) you know. I agree with her. He's being an asshole. So it's only playing with lights in front of the investigators, kind of like shooting around little lights. And she's like, can you stop being an asshole and be a real asshole, basically? You know, because she knows what it's doing. It doesn't want to really show them everything. Mm-hmm. But then it does some sort of like bigger reveal kind of does. I keep comparing it to Poltergeist because the way that it the, the film goes about showing off the power is very similar with the lights and the ceiling and like it's just it looks does that make sense it looks kind of the same no you're you're not the only one even when i was looking at all the trivia everyone kept comparing it to 
Poltergeist. So it's hard not to, one. especially when they came out the same year. I'm not sure which yeah. one came out first, but it it's not like one really copied the other because when they're in production at the same time, it's hard to really do that when they came out at pretty much the same time. So yeah, but movies always tend to do that. Like you'll have two magician movies. What I can think of is like The Illusionist and The Prestige came out basically at the exact same time. You'll have that stuff happen and it makes me wonder like are y'all talking in the commissary or something? Yeah, you Somebody took your studio ID. so the same yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just like trendy too, you know, for like the times mm-hmm. to do that. So but they they do look very similar and I kept saying I was like the entity or is it is it a poltergeist but they kind of they even say during this like they mention the word poltergeist so you know just it's just a rapey poltergeist yeah you know so so they decide that they need to go back to the university and put something together and you can tell like the HBIC the head bitch in charge here is pretty concerned you know she's like yeah this is not she's pretty fucking cool yeah she is it's cool to have like a woman at the head of this like paranormal department which we also get in poltergeist and we seem to have a lot of even through the 2010s women at the head of these like paranormal projects and i would assume because we're just much more spiritually open mm-hmm. and, and but the men are always the lackeys in these departments so always that's cool too we like that they say they're going to figure out a way to isolate it. And at the same time, her man comes home and he sees... Ooh, this scene coming up just makes me so fucking mad. I agree. Oh, he, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just getting mad. This is why it's not a real fucking relationship. Yeah. And he's there to F her and move on. That's he's it. He's not a man. No. No. So he comes home and he sees all these... <laughs> university people walking out with all this equipment and she can't even be honest with him like she's like oh i just have been sick with like these nightmares or whatever how do you tell someone that though like honestly no you're right how do you i i I think that i would have to be like i don't know i've been having these i'd probably do something similar like these night terrors that feel like i'm being raped yeah you know Cause then I could still be like, it's they're like, I'm being assaulted. And so they're like doing like an elaborate sleep study, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess I would, you know, cause, but then at the same time, you kind of like owe it to somebody to let them know that like you might be attacked. That's true. Cause he was. So yeah, I don't know that that one sucks because so, like people aren't gonna believe you because they're they're just gonna think you're crazy. What she says, she tells them like you're gonna think I'm crazy if I tell you, and so she just says she's been having trouble sleeping, but then at the same time like he gets attacked and didn't know it was coming. So that's a hard one, and I sympathize yeah. with her on that. So yeah, but also he fucking walks out of the bathroom and all of a sudden she's getting raped and he's seeing it. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna be upset because it then pushed you in the wall when you tried to get it off of her, like and be done. Yeah, well, fuck you. For like a split second, he like yeah. into action. You know, he's like, okay, like oh god, like sh- he's processing that she's getting attacked by something, and so he goes to throw a chair over it, and then Billy walks in and perceives the attacker as him. You know, the, the yeah. partner, and he's like, get off my mom, which is fair. But then they're at the hospital because she was just attacked and he's telling the psychiatrist you know i can deal 
with I was going to marry her but I can't handle this I can handle illness but what she's got and he even admits like no there was something on top of her so he knows she's got spirits raping her and he's like I just can't deal with that you fucking asshole there's a woman a victim in there being raped by something that you saw and couldn't see and you're like I just can't handle that I'm walking out on her you fucking asshole you are not a man like I get that that's like whoa you know, but God, yeah. you don't deserve a, a woman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly why he's not this amazing stand-up guy that she's changing all her feelings about sex towards. No, he's the same thing that she's had every other fucking time. It's no different. Yep. One thing. Once things get difficult, they fucking run. Yeah. They cut and run. <sighs> Fuck you, Jerry. I'm pretty sure that's his name, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I think that's his name, Jerry. And he's like, I can't handle that. Like, you can't handle a woman being raped. You were not the one that was raped. Imagine how she feels. <laughs> and the thing is, like, yeah, that sucks for this movie. But that happens to women that actually get raped. Like, the yeah. in their life can't handle the fact that somebody they love got raped and they walk. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah like it's the shittiest thing don't you think that we would also like to leave our own goddamn bodies and not have to fucking deal with that we can't yeah, like, oh trash you are garbage garbage if you do that yeah. to a woman yeah and this is just a story or a man because we don't talk about it a lot but it happens both ways absolutely it does and uh, and another thing too if it does happen to a man they probably aren't believed in the first place so yeah I'm fired up. Believe each other. Be nice to each other. That's all we're getting about. <laughs> I'm just fired up. <laughs> Anyways. So now she's like extra done. She's like, all right, I don't even care if I die at this point. I'm just ready to like figure this shit out. Agreed. I wouldn't deal with this every single day for the rest of my life. No. Yeah. And like, I saw this thing about the case like i was researching the actual case and somebody was like you know i'm glad she's talking about the movie too and was like you know the actual woman mentioned at some point she had considered killing herself because she didn't want to do this anymore and somebody was like well she has kids okay correct however imagine like if this was was true imagine being raped continuously by something you can't see that follows you everywhere you go exactly like if that was my mom and she trigger warning and she committed suicide i'd be like that's right I, I understand right like honestly i'd respect that decision if you had nothing else that you could do yeah she has another outlet that she pursues which is great but if that outlet doesn't work which it actually doesn't then yeah maybe yeah yeah so anyways moving on we do this experiment they basically set up a replica of her home in the university and they use liquid helium that they want to isolate it and use this liquid helium to break it down and basically disintegrate it so they made a model of her house to basically trap it and the psychiatrist gets word of this and he comes to try to ruin everything and he's like can we please talk can we please talk and it's like every time you've gone to talk to her to try to talk her out of this she tells you no especially because things have gotten so much worse and you just saw that she was in the hospital 
what makes you think for a goddamn second, especially after you talked to her partner who witnessed this and told you that somebody was on top of her who you would assume is not crazy. Like you have no reason to think that this man is crazy. Yeah. Especially because he hasn't even seen her or known about this. Like, why would you talk her out of this? He's like, do you know? Do you know what liquid helium does? And she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Right. I would rather do that than deal with that every single day. Yep. Me too. Like, Me too, bam. So he's over the line again. But our, and here's another thing that I don't really quite understand that people in these movies, films, situations don't understand. They create this plan and they communicate this plan with her. What makes you think that it is not also listening when you are talking about this with her? Exactly. What you need to do is make a plan that you don't need to tell her about. Mm hmm. I mean, the flaw to this plan is you have to get her to a safe zone as to not kill her. And you have to tell her where to get to that safe zone and when to get to that safe zone. But like the problem is when you tell her that in advance, like it's not going to make safe zone safe for her. Exactly. I mean, totally different track, but come on. We've, we've seen, watched, read Harry Potter, right? Y'all remember when Albus kept away from Harry because he didn't want Voldemort to know what the fuck's going on? The same thing. Right. It's exactly the same concept. It, it correct. Like, it's always around her. It's been in her car. It was at her friend's house. It obviously travels alongside her constantly. So, right. what do we know about that? It like <laughs> can hear things. Like, it understands things. It listens. It knows. So, it's probably not just gonna fall right into your trap and be like, oh darn i was just so aroused that i forgot like no it's not i was just so aroused. it's not just your random white dude in a frat house like you know what i mean like it's not yeah that was offensive but i don't really care because but you know what i mean like yeah well i mean they even set this fake place up to kind of look like her house i mean it has followed the same person for a while now and hasn't gone and raped anybody else that we know of so can't you assume that maybe it kind of recognizes differences between the it probably knows that it's in a lab it had to follow her in exactly <laughs> walked through the hallways went through the parking lot like, exactly. like this gymnasium like whatever so it starts operating the fucking liquid helium <laughs> exactly so it like okay i'll kill her yeah it's like no i'm tired of this i honestly can go get whoever i want and if y'all are gonna try like uh uh-uh you know done she gets to the point where like they can see her like running around but they have no control over this because it's overridden everything and she gets to her point of the movie where she makes her stand against it. And she basically says, you can kill me, but you can't have me. And then the tank explodes. And then we get this giant iceberg looking motherfucker. Yeah, because he got froze. Right. And they lose all their experiment footage. And even though there was another medical doctor, because they were like, can you come get this psychiatrist bitch that's like in your department? So we have two medical doctors that are psychiatrist motherfucker. And then this other doctor who's like in the same department as him, who's an older guy. And they're like, can you come, you know, get this guy? 
and they're like but you saw it we had witnesses and he's like i don't know what i saw and they're like you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right i'd punch him be like are you fucking kidding yeah. me so she goes home and she hears something like this spooky ooky voice talking to her and then she looks at her front door kind of where the voice is coming from and then she just walks through it and sees her children and then this whole based on true events of this woman and she currently lives in texas with her children and the attacks still happen but they don't happen that much and they're not that bad mm-hmm. the end honestly like the movie's not that scary but like the concept is very scary it's kind of like in the same way like i said earlier how the invisible man is very scary something you can't see is constantly attacking you and you know physical assault is very scary and just being stalked in general is incredibly scary but then when you add sexual assault on top of that it adds another layer of terror and just insecurity and I don't know, but like a, it just makes you just feel so unsafe and dirty all the time. And not that you should feel dirty. It's not your fault. It's just like how awful, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you can look up the case. Her name is Doris Bither. It's from 1974. There is a lot of, there's a whole book written about this. Again, I believe it's just called The Entity that this movie is based on. The paranormal researcher wrote it, not the victim. So it's more mm-hmm. of like the paranormal case file itself. There's a lot of things about it. That She was an addict and an alcoholic and she had a really rough upbringing. I don't really like to get into a lot about that because just because somebody is an addict and an alcoholic a lot of times those things are used to invalidate victims of all sorts not just you know oh i had a paranormal experience sexual abuse survivors physical abuse survivors people that their houses are just broken into well you left it unlocked because you're a fucking alcoholic like you know what i mean so i just bring that up because literally every article you read is going to bring it up so just throwing that out there but that doesn't mean that her experience didn't happen it very well could have that we don't know so yeah but just throwing that out there i think this movie was interesting i you know i was kind of on the fence about putting it on it just because the nature of it but i think that it's one of those 80s movies that like i said i don't feel like a lot of people talk about or have seen but i feel like a lot of people would be interested to see as long as you know that you're going into a movie that's two hours long about rape so just know that that (laughs) is what the movie's about the entire time so if obviously if that's something you're sensitive about you probably haven't made it this far in the episode anyways but if you have then interesting i would probably it's not a movie that i'll watch a ton just because i don't want to watch a movie about a woman being raped all the time but it's interesting enough and it's not done poorly the effects actually the first person credited is the visual effects supervisor which is interesting that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's very 80s, but it's not super campy. It's not like Friday no. the 13th campy at all. It's very actually well done. I'm, I'm really having trouble grading it between a 3 and a 4 right now, honestly. So, I don't know. Somewhere in there. Yeah. 3 or a 4. I'd do a 3. Yeah. I think I'd do a 3. It's definitely middle of the road. It's a fine movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I was leaning to as a three. The four, not three would definitely be for content. The four would probably be for the acting and the visual effects more so than the content of the film. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Agreed. Let me wrap up. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you made it this far, we know some sensitive topic stuff, but if you haven't checked it out, I would recommend it at your own discretion, especially if you haven't seen it. It's kind of one of those more unknown 80s films, but you should, especially if you like effects like the Poltergeist, definitely check out The Entity. If you can find us on all of our social medias at the Extra Sisters Podcast. On Twitter, we are at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our little Patreon family, we have a lot of exclusive content on there. It is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. We would love to have you. And thank you so much to all of our patrons. And next time, what's the worst that could happen? Till then, stay creepy.